Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. Your ride is about to begin. Welcome, everyone. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson, and you are on Cruise Control. Hey, Les, how's it going? Hey, we are rolling uh, as usual. We're, you know, we're always here, and we never seem to have a shortage of of stories to talk about uh, in an industry that changes on a daily basis. Yeah, that's true, Les. And we're going to start this hour with BMW taking the wraps off its 7 Series. Wow, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to this vehicle. We're going to get into it and tell you about some of the uh, technology. I mean, it's got to be the longest press release I have ever seen for a vehicle. (laughs) Well, considering the price... (laughs) Uh, it makes perfect sense. And record breakers, uh, Mercedes and GM's bright drop break uh, range records. And this is this is getting really impressive. Yeah, it sure is. I'll tell you what else is getting impressive. Charge times for electric cars. We're going to talk tech with Volvo working with a company that says you can get 100 miles of range in five minutes. Wow, uh, that's pretty good. And sp- speaking of not quite as much range, uh, you're going to have a review, uh, and at the wheel review of the Cadillac Escalade Premium Luxury. So yeah, and uh, yeah. have you been wearing a tuxedo? Uh, well, I tell you, this has a diesel Duramax power, and it actually does have an incredible range with that engine. We'll talk about it. I took this out and put it to test on the highway and uh i tell you there's a little secret why you want to update uh, upgrade to diesel when it comes to the escalade now i'll have that for you in the review all that and a whole lot more when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control your on-air automotive magazine um less i i think have you driven a clean diesel vehicle in a while I just uh, was in the F-150 or F-250 truck and diesel powered and uh, yeah, range of 659 miles. Yeah, this, uh, I didn't even know it was a diesel until until I looked at the back and I said, oh, it's a diesel. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, It had a ton of, it had uh, like a 30 five speaker <laughs> uh, stereo <laughs> system yeah. um it it was pretty incredible it was pretty incredible if you need a big body on the frame vehicle it is big and i found myself driving it like a tractor trailer squaring off turns and things like that to wow yeah it, it's a big i it, just drove over stuff drove over that's another another option there so right hey but we want you to drive back to cruise control after this break because when we come back we're going to tell you 
about the brand new BMW 7 Series. Yes, it has a huge screen in the back. It is <laughs> off the chain, as they say. We'll be right back on Cruise Control. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les, he's Fred, and as we mentioned a little earlier, we're going to uh, introduce you, in a manner of speaking, to the BMW 7 Series, their newest one. Uh, in their words, automotive luxury and innovations for the digital era, which I have no doubt that's true. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, just pretty incredible. Pretty um, incredible. Uh, I love the fact that you can get a available 31-inch BMW theater screen with built-in Amazon Fire TV and 8K resolution because rear seat passengers in a car i i think it's a matter of time before they'll put a big screen on your roof that everyone that you drive by can see that's interesting that's interesting you say that because i believe there was a law that said uh trucks had to have a um had to have a screen on the back so that you could see what was going on in the front but that has yeah, not I don't, happened yeah. yet I don't think it's a law, but I, I think it's a wonderful idea. Well, let's uh, delve back into the 7 Series. Controversial nose? What do you think? Uh, um, nah, I, it's okay. A lot, I, of people, I, a lot of people are saying it's controversial because it's got the big grills, and uh, they don't like that. But uh, let's, let's delve into this, Les. This is the longest, as I said, press release ever from, from a manufacturer. Uh, it goes on for page after page after the page. And I, I've noted a couple of things. For, a couple of things we should talk about is the powertrain, first of all, because uh, it has a full electric version that is available called the i7 xDrive 60. That's an all-wheel drive electric version. Right. Uh, front motor, 255 on the horsepower, uh, rear motor 308 on the horsepower combined 536 with a single speed transmission. Um, I don't know if they have range range on that yet, but then if you want a gas, they have a six cylinder gas hybrid and an eight cylinder gas hybrid, uh, which is pretty cool. So you've got a lot of different variety here. It starts with the 740i, then it goes to the 760i xDrive, and then the i7 xDrive 60, if that couldn't be more confusing. That's, yeah. How do you describe that to, you know, <laughs> to, the, to the parking garage? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's look at some of the technology that's in here. First of all, the whole dashboard is a screen, uh, which is pretty yeah. pretty amazing. Um, you have what they call a, a near actuator wheel slip limitation, which sounds like positive traction, but <laughs> it sounds awfully like 
Yeah. I'll just read this. Near actuator wheel slip limitation ensures optimal traction even on slippery roads and superb directional stability because this function reacts almost instantly to any loss of traction. Limited slip. <laughs> Limited slip, yeah. <laughs> um, much more advanced than that. but Well, certainly, but the technology is not new. Now, uh, the engine, uh, if you get the V8 Power One uh, with the hybrid system, it's a 4.4 liter V8. And it's got all kinds of new technology on this. Um, the 760i xDrive, which is the V8 model, 0 to 60 in an estimated 4.2 seconds. The 740i has the straight six, the venerable three liter straight six with twin turbo power. And that is rated at 375. Both of those, both the V, both the straight six and the V8, uh, have um, a 48 volt mild hybrid system that, that even puts more punch into these things. Okay. All come with an adaptive two axle air suspension with electronically controlled dampers. This is more for handling and ride quality. You're not looking to lay frame anytime soon with this when you show up to the car show. <laughs> and then uh, they have oh. integral active steering, which is a new version of electric power steering uh, that varies the steering angle. And the system includes servotronic speed-sensitive power assistance. Uh. I'm reading these because I know this is a no complex, way I could. Uh, this is a complex steering wheel. Yeah. Well, we're going to we'll talk more about this. the BMW 7 Series, the seventh generation of the 7 Series, when we come back on Cruise Control, your <coughs> on-air automotive magazine. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Wow, <laughs> we've been going through this 7 Series <laughs> BMW. Um, we don't have actual information on the U.S. version yet. This is the European version, but, you know, it's going going to look the way we're showing it. You can see some pa pictures on our Facebook page. Um, a lot of technology here. I mean, these guys go over the top. Uh, a lot of controversy. People don't like the big grills less, but that's a design cue. Yeah, that is. I'm I'm not a fan of big grills, but yeah. Um, but there you have it. Uh, how many well, people but, go for um, that huge monitor in the back seat? I, just, I I don't like that at all. I think that's intrusive. Uh, but let me read you one little description here. Uh, an exquisitely designed per center console control panel hosts the drive controller, start stop button, volume control for the audio system, and buttons to control vehicle functioned. Also, positioned here are my modes buttons, which replace the driving experience control switch <laughs> and the newly designed gear selector. Um, so, to explain this to you, 
Um, I can best say, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But well, it's. Let's, you know, let that we'll we'll have more about the seventh generation of right. the seven series in the future. But let's talk a little bit about some record breakers, and one of the record breakers this week was Mercedes. One charge, they went over a hundred, a thousand, hundred kilometers wouldn't be amazing. Wow, a uh, thousand kilometers on one battery charge with an average consumption of 8.7 kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers. That's pretty efficient. Yeah. That's 620 miles, by the way. The uh, the Vision EQXX from Mercedes-Benz has done this. It was traveling from Sindelfingen across the Swiss Alps and northern Italy to its destination... Uh, of uh, Cassis Cote d'Azur, uh, 621 miles in everyday traffic on a single battery charge. It started out being cold and rainy and was undertaken on regular roads, including prolonged fast lane cruising at up to 87 miles an hour on the wow. German Autobahn. Wow. And near the speed limit elsewhere. The battery state wow. of charge on arrival was about 15% uh, with a remaining uh, capability of about 87 miles. What do you think of that? Now, I'm I'm impressed. But remember, honestly, this Vision EQXX is extremely aerodynamic. That's one yeah. of the keys. Um, and there's some talk that coefficient of drag will be the latest that will be you know you'll look for the lowest coefficient of drag um yeah the good bad like things the- about that good thing is the economy of the vehicle or the range of the vehicle the bad thing is it will make every vehicle look the same because eventually there is a coefficient of drag that is best and a shape that is best and that all cars will look the same but EQ yeah. EQXX terrible name uh, for the car, but very aerodynamic, lots of technology in this one. Now, for something completely different, let's go over <laughs> to this. This is uh, the GMC uh, Bright Drop. It's a full, fully owned subsidiary, uh, and this vehicle, Bright Drop, and FedEx took part in a record-setting EV campaign. Uh, they drove a Bright Drop. Zevo 600, and it they have the greatest they have the record for the greatest distance traveled by an electric van on a single charge with a journey from New York City to Washington, D.C. Hmm. 260 mile trip on a single charge. Uh, of course, it was done as something to in a van. Yeah, I want one of these vans and turned it into a camper, and put a. 3D printed interior. You know how like the van people say, oh, I'll, I'll make some wood. I'll get some wood. and build. Mm-hmm. No wood. I want very super light interior. What do you think about that for a camper? Put solar cells on the whole That's roof. A terrific idea. I think, I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, so what did they, what did they ship? Well, they had the Zevo 600 transporter shipment of full circle sustainable cleaning products from its headquarters in New York City. 
to a mom's organic mart outside of Washington, D.C. I, hey, I know exactly where that is. You shop at the mom's organic mart? I, I've never shopped there, but I, I, I'm probably 15 minutes away from it. Wow. Pretty cool stuff, though. And when you think yeah. about it, vans like this for FedEx, think of the capability of, of doing this with Amazon and FedEx trucks. Both of them are doing that with different manufacturers. I think this is one way that we will see quick adoption of uh, electric vehicles because it makes so much sense for the fleets. They're going to save money. It's clean. It's quiet. Yep. The only people not buying electric vehicles are the post office. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, it, yeah, we don't. Well, I think it's, More I think political. it's corruption, yeah. but there's nothing, no way we can prove anything. Yeah. So pretty cool records, two record breakers, EV record breakers this week. Guinness. World records. Guinness World Records. Yeah. And I think these records will continue to uh, they'll, be developed. They'll be shattered constantly. Be shattered constantly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Here's a quick little story about the GMC Canyon. This is a vehicle we don't talk about much, but uh, they're going to have an off-road performance version of it. Uh, it will be very capable. It is the AT4 concept. Their AT4 vehicles are very capable. Um, and we're going to see this sometime in the summer of 2022. A Canyon AT4X badging, rocker protection, a 17-inch beadlock-capable wheels. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Sort of like a, uh, a mini Raptor, or actually better, a mini AT4. Yeah. Uh, a very capable truck and capability, off-road capability seems like that is the thing people want these days and what they are clamoring for. And beadlock wheels. You're going to put them on the Mazda, Les? I am going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> put your 12-inch lift kit in there, too, as well. Exactly. As well. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little tech about Volvo teaming up with a company that says they can get 100 miles of range, electric range, in about five minutes, which is pretty cool stuff. Um, and, of course, it won't set your battery on fire either, which is also good stuff, isn't it? That helps. <laughs> it, it actually helps a lot. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to have an at-the-wheel review of the giant um, – Escalade Premium Luxury Edition with diesel power. A little bit of trivia on this, Les. There, when uh, there was a group of Germans running uh, Cadillac for a while, I forget their names, and they've since moved on. Yep. But they came up with the big idea of we're going to put the number on the back of their vehicle in Newton meters. <laughs> so the back of this vehicle says which means nothing to the U.S. market. Uh, the back of this vehicle says 600D. So wow. it's their legacy. They still do that. Uh, but So 600 Newton meters and diesel. Uh, I found that pretty interesting. It's actually 420 foot-pounds of torque, actually for both the gas engine and the diesel, which is interesting. But uh, 
we'll talk a little bit about why the diesel is a great upgrade for this vehicle and won't set you back a lot of money. And then also, we're going to talk about Audi having the chip shortage special. Yeah, chip shortage package you could buy. That's what they listed as. All that coming up on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back. Les and Fred here. We uh, we just, we, you know, uh, we've been talking a lot about electric uh, vehicles this, this, this past hour. Of course, you'll hear a lot more in the upcoming months and years uh, but um, things are moving fast wouldn't you say Fred yeah they are I mean most of the news that comes out um, is about electric vehicles and we're gonna keep you up to date on it technology is really yep. really moving quickly and the two things that I see in battery technology are um, the fact that they're getting away from the rare earth materials because i think they they see that as potentially another chip shortage uh and they want to stay away yep. from that uh i also think uh that we're going to see the range increase and we are seeing range increases almost like what we would see in horsepower increases in traditional cars where hey you know we found another way to get another 40 miles Right. Uh, of range out of the vehicle. And, and Volkswagen just did that. They had something like 20 mile additional range. But hey, 20 miles is 20 miles. You know, you can go pretty far uh, it's 20 miles. Long way to walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, these things are happening very quickly and they're going to come down in price, come down in size. And also charging. Charging time is decreasing. Yep rapidly and volvo announced this week that they've invested some money with a company called store dot which is an israeli company developing an extremely fast battery charging technology for electric cars and extremely fast means a hundred miles or so in five minutes what about that so that's putting a lot of current into it yeah um now what does that do to your battery? Does it shorten the life of it? Do you, you obviously have to cool everything in that uh, electrical circuit, including the wire that goes into your car, because you'll melt it, right? That is certainly possible, and you don't want to do that. I mean, it, it's just a case of uh, how fast can the battery take a charge? Um, and... You know, I, I think what we're seeing is a, is a kind of a transition similar to computers where we had hard drives, which were spinning disks. Right. It can only operate so fast. Then we have flash drives, which are just sort of instantaneous uh, throughout. And, and that's kind of where we're not the same thing, but that's where we're going with battery technology. Yeah, I think eventually it will be a solid state battery. 
where oh, yeah. it's not yeah. going to wear out. It's not going to leak. It's just a bunch of chips. But hey, that would be a lot of chips, and they've got to find a way to make more chips, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Please don't add to the chip shortage at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk while we're in tech, let's talk about something Ford. Our friends over at CarBuzz have come up with this. Ford has filed a patent for smart windows that will listen to your every word. It was first reported by Auto Evolution uh, that Ford filed a patent for an in-screen microphone. Uh, so, in other words, right now, your microphone for your navigation, for your phone, for anything that you're going to use, uh, you know, any voice recognition, it's typically a little grill up in the headliner. Right. Uh, or up in the kind of the center console uh, that houses the controls for your uh, sunroof or uh, you know, it has the sunglass holder. But... Uh, this is something different where it is just embedded in the glass and it uses a piezoelectric transducer that translates vibrations into patterns that a computer can recognize. This is not new technology. Matter of fact, many federal no. buildings, not far from you, Les, use maskers because people can read the vibrations on the window and listen in. So yep. they literally put white sound into the glass to, to create a problem for listening. And, and this has been pretty common. So it's, while it sounds futuristic, bringing it to cars, it's the first application of cars. I think, I think it would be pretty good though, um, to have this in all the glass because I still find on a lot of the test vehicles, it can't hear me. Or if the blower is on for the air conditioner, yeah, uh, you know what? Interesting. Honda will, when you push the button on the steering wheel to talk, will dip the blower down. Now that's clever. It, it brings it down, right? Others don't. It's going going like crazy. So, uh, I think it's good good concept. I think we'll see it. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, for this to happen, and it, it's just a little bit uh, cleaner and easier to hear that sound, because that is frustrating in press cars when you you just go in and you do it and you can't make it do what you want it to do, right? Yeah, you you say something and it and it says what? I'm sorry, I don't understand you. <laughs> That's right. I did <laughs> I like not. I did not understand that command. I don't understand you. Um. So. And, and a lot of times it's because we're jumping into cars and we're just driving them. And, you know, it's not like we've had them for a long time. We've had them for five minutes and we just jump in, which I think yeah. is a good test. So uh, I think that we will probably see more of this. Now, this was an interesting story to me. Of course, you and I have been discussing that uh, about the chip shortage. We were just talking about it. Right. And, um that a lot of manufacturers are deleting uh, chips from their from their cars, or, or actually things that use chips, like uh, like heated seats, like uh, the parking uh, system that allows you to know how close you are to things, um, all kinds of things. Navigation system, even on the Ford Bronco, the 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 yeah. factory navigation <laughs> system, which may not bother 
a lot of people because they're using Google Maps or Waze. Yeah. Uh, but still, but you still, paid for it. You paid for it. Uh, so what's happening is these vehicles are being sent out. Some manufacturers are saying, hey, you know what? When we get the parts, we'll we'll bring it back in and we'll um, put them in. Others are just probably will never happen. But uh, this was interesting. They came out of the New York Auto Show. Uh, Audi is now introduced what it calls the semiconductor shortage package. <laughs> wait, wait. You're uh, way more. Only only a dealer would be so arrogant arrogant to say that. You know, to market a shortage. Yes. Well, on the RS7, it is a $2,700 package. And it is called the Semiconductor Shortage Package. It will equip the RS7 with 22-inch gloss anthracite black wheels, high-gloss black finishes for mirror housing, badges, grill, window surrounds, and front rear bumper inserts. Uh, It removes... Uh, so it removes a few of the features from the car. The package is twenty seven hundred, but it subtracts thirteen hundred and fifty dollars from the price. So I guess that's thirteen hundred and fifty dollars off twenty seven hundred, right? Well, but you so paid what, the twenty seven hundred. So you paid twenty seven hundred. Yes. Does that mean you'll ultimately get that package when they? No. No, they're saying uh, a lot of these are not, you know, and uh, some of these things like rear park assist in a Corvette, I think could be a a big deal. I would I would like it, you know, because sure you you can't see there's an engine behind you. Um, Like you said, on navigation for the Bronco, maybe not a big deal. You have Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. Um, But what Audi removes as part of the semiconductor shortage packet uh, package is adaptive cruise control with traffic jam assist, active lane assist, side and rear cross traffic assist, and the Audi phone box, which is wireless charging and connection feature for infotainment system. That's all stuff I would like. I I want that stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely all the safety features and frankly, uh, I want I, I want a way to charge my phone wirelessly. So now, um, never underestimate the aftermarket's ability to come up with with devices that you can put into cars. That uh, you know that that it, not now because they don't have the chips, but eventually they will, and and the aftermarket will develop. Uh, you know, a, a uh, you know a retrofit for your smart system. Yeah, everything. I I agree. I agree. Hey, when we come back, we're gonna have an at the wheel review of the brand new Chevy <laughs> of the brand new Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> Stay tuned. is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. 
It's time for an at-the-wheel review, Les Jackson. The vehicle, the Cadillac Escalade. Premium luxury, four-wheel drive version. It was gigantic. It was a huge vehicle. And this is not even the ESV, which is even longer. <laughs> Remember, the Cadillac Escalade is one, the one that started the trend of luxury SUVs. They... Manufacturers tried luxury pickup trucks, but they really hit it off with luxury SUVs. And they did. It is really a Chevy Tahoe under there, and under the Chevy Tahoe is a Silverado pickup. It is really a pickup truck with an incredibly luxurious interior and, of course, a full SUV body style. Uh, they've toned down the styling a bit. They used to have gigantic Cadillac um, logos on there when I say gigantic six eight inch around they brought them down a bit ours was equipped with the Duramax diesel this is a straight six turbocharged diesel 277 horsepower 420 pound feet of torque should you get the diesel it's only a $100 upgrade wow it's a clean diesel yeah with add blue wow only $100 over the 6.2 liter Chevy V8. On the back, it says 600D. That goes back to the days when the Germans were running Cadillac. That is Newton meters and diesel, D for diesel. Had the old school glass hatch in the back, which was interesting. No release for the hatch that I could find, the main hatch on the back. You had to use the key fob. Styling. This thing is almost flat in the front. Of course, it's got that new style Cadillac graphic on there without the crest. I love the rear view mirrors, side view mirrors, I should say. Uh, they were very big and made this thing easy to maneuver and do lane changes. What you see there is the OLED infotainment experience. It's 38 inches of total di diagonal display. It reaches from virtually 50 or 60% of the vehicle, and it's used to display everything uh, from navigation on up. A lot of room in the inside. We had captain's chairs in the rear seat. So this is a seven-passenger, beautiful perforated leather. Uh, the rear seats are heated. And there are plenty of controls. They're easy to move with levers back and forth. And then they will also spring up uh, to, to let you in. Yes, you have heated rear seats. You have uh, climate controls. All the controls nicely done. High-end cup holders, of course. And then you'll have plenty of charging options, a USB-C, the new version of USB, and a 110 outlet in the back. Uh, real usable third-row seat. It's not one of those that sit on the floor where your knees would be up around your ears. Three people could fit back in there pretty well, and you get your cup holders and your USB hookups as well, so you're not disconnected. Um I found the vehicle to drive really well on the highway. It uh, was rolling on 22-inch wheels, really nice ride, and the diesel uh, moved it along quite nicely. Uh, you are sitting up way high. It's almost like driving a tractor trailer, I would have to say, Les, uh, because uh, you have to square off your turns. You have to think about the back swinging out when you make the turn. But uh, impressive vehicle. If you need the capability, towing capability, I believe it is 8,200 pounds towing capability. For That's significant. That is, though, that is with the 6.2 liter 
gas engine with two-wheel drive. So it's going to be less for probably the diesel and all-wheel drive. Um, you look at the numbers, though, uh, the 6.2-liter standard V8 uh, LS3 uh, engine, 420 horsepower, 460 pound-feet of torque. Of course, this is similar to what comes in the Corvette. The three-liter turbo diesel is available for $100 more, 277 horsepower, 460 pound-feet of torque. All get the 10-speed automatic. Uh, but look at the mileage difference when it comes to the diesel. The 6.2-liter uh, in four-wheel drive is 14-city, 19-highway. Flashback to to the 80s on that horsepower, on that uh, mileage. Yeah. The three-liter... Diesel is 20 for the four-wheel drive, 20 city, and 26 on the highway. We got about wow. 23 on the highway, which is not bad for such a big truck like this. Uh, so you really can't be disappointed with that when it comes. That's a lot of weight there. I don't know what the weight is on this, but it oh, is. Oh, it's got to be 7,000 pounds. It's a body-on-frame SUV. It's it's huge, you know. Um a lot, a lot of cool things. Uh, one thing I didn't like, I couldn't get into the main hatch in the back without the key fob, um, but you could open the top glass. Uh, this interior, uh, I first I should talk about the color. It doesn't. The the video really doesn't do it justice. It was sort of a deep root beer tinted clear coat, mahogany metallic. That was a six hundred twenty five dollar option. Something that we've seen a lot of lately. Cool colors. Uh, the problem, though, with the interior is the floor mats were so light, it is impossible to keep them clean. They are a light tan and just impossible to keep clean. I do think, though, GM has fixed their problem of cheap-feeling controls. All the controls felt great. They didn't feel ratchety and cheap as they do sometimes in certain GM cars. It's always been a problem for them. I think they've, I think they've fixed that. So let's look at what this vehicle costs. I didn't even talk about cruise con uh, cruise control, super cruise, which is a, a high-end version of cruise control where you can go semi-hands-free, where you can literally take your hands off the wheel uh, on certain roads. It is specific hmm. to certain roads. Um, New Jersey Turnpike was one of them. I was on it. For some reason, I couldn't get it to go into the super cruise mode. Um, but uh, ours had the super cruise option, which was a $2,500 option, includes uh, active suspension. It had the mahogany metallic paint, which was a root beer color, which is really, really nice. I like that. That was $625. Engine block heater uh, for your diesel. And it was uh, credit, not equipped with four-way lumbar equip. Credit, not equipped with four-way <laughs> lumbar equipped with two-way lumbar uh, seats. I guess that is a that is a problem. That's chip shortage. And not equipped with electronic steering lock. That was fifty dollars off. Hmm. So total options three thousand one twenty five. Total vehicle ninety one thousand and twenty dollars. All in ninety two thousand seven hundred fifteen dollars with destination. I mean, it is a big machine for that. A lot of you can move a lot of stuff in it. Uh, I didn't mind how it drove, but remember, it is a big vehicle. Uh, by the way, sound system, great. AKG, ours was the base 
model, <laughs> 19 speakers. <laughs> but if you need more, you can get a 36-speaker AKG Studio Reference System. That's available. Boy. Uh, speakers everywhere, though, including in the head restraints, because I heard a certain song that I listened to, there's like a ticking sound in it. I never really heard it before, but it was coming from behind my head. So <laughs> ticking in my head. By the way, wow. the uh, Duramax is going to get an upgrade. We don't know quite what that's going to be. Probably more horsepower, probably more torque. Um, this is a relatively new engine, straight six turbocharged. Nice packaging on the turbo, by the way, with the heat, uh, the the heat wrap on it. Uh, good sounding engine. Hard to know it was a diesel, unless you looked for the ad blue in the uh, fuel area. But uh, it's going to get an upgrade. Uh, first, we're going to see that in the Silverado. We don't have too much information on what the upgrade will be, but probably more horsepowers and more torque. Torquay. How's that sound? Hmm. There we are. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the 2022 Cadillac Escalade four-wheel drive premium luxury at the wheel review. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.